Greetings and welcome to another dynamic episode of Dr. Essie Speaks Education Podcast Show. I am Dr. Essie McCoy, your award-winning podcast host. Furthermore, I am an award-winning educator, motivational speaker, seven times Amazon bestselling author, international bestselling author, magazine contributor, and coach. Also, I am the president and CEO and founder of my own educational consulting company, Dr. Essie Speaks LLC. I assist you in elevating your leadership skills so that you can turn your challenges into opportunities, failures into successes, ensure that responsibilities are fulfilled and enhance your capacity to lead. Today's show is with a person who is doing quite a bit. Yes, indeed. I'm just very excited about the fact that I'm going to be sharing his in-depth bio. My special guest is none other than Dr. David Julius Ford, Jr. Let me share just a little bit about his journey. Dr. Ford holds a BA in psychology and an MA in clinical mental health counseling, both from Wake Forest University. In May, 2014, he earned his PhD in counselor education and supervision at Old Dominion University. Dr. Ford is a licensed clinical mental health counselor, LCMHC in North Carolina, and a licensed professional counselor, LPC in Virginia and New Jersey. He is a board certified counselor, NCC, and approved clinical supervisor, ACS. Dr. Ford taught four years at James Madison University and is now an assistant professor in the Department of Professional Counseling at Mammoth University and is the immediate past president of New Jersey Counseling Association. He is the co-chair of the Branch Development Committee of the American Counseling Association, a member of the Black Male Experience Task Force of the American Counseling Association, and a newly elected trustee for Counselor Education and Research for the National Career Development Association, a division of the American Counseling Association. Dr. Ford's professional interests are Black Greek life, multicultural issues, college students, Black men in higher education, career counseling, addiction counseling, supervision, group work, qualitative research, queer and trans BIPOC, intersectionality, and persons living with HIV and AIDS. He has experience as an instructor for the undergraduate human services courses and has taught graduate courses in counseling skills, multicultural counseling, career counseling, testing and assessment, clinical mental health counseling, addictions counseling, practicum supervision, lifespan development, and group counseling. He has also taught a doctoral level dissertation course and a doctoral level course in grant writing and program evaluation and advanced theories. He is one of 24 inaugural fellows of the NBCC Minority Fellowship Program. He is a 2020 recipient of the AMCD Samuel H. Johnson Distinguished Service Award and the 2020 ACES Outstanding Counselor Education and Supervision Article Award. Dr. Ford is classically trained pianist and is a proud, active, and financial member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. As an undergraduate, he had the privilege of taking the class taught by the late Dr. Maya Angelou. Dr. Ford currently lives in Ocean, New Jersey. I'm gonna take a quick commercial break. And when I come back, I'm going to give my special guest, Dr. Ford, an opportunity to share with the listening audience. 
As always, remember to check out my website at www.dressiespeaks.com where you can find all the books about school transformation, school leadership, and so much more. In addition, you can check out my latest Amazon and international best-selling book. I'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, coming to remind you about our amazing Beat Cultural Relocation Tour. Yes, dates are available for 2024. You don't want to miss this amazing experience. Check out our YouTube channel. See the um, testimonies that people have given about this tour. It is life-changing. For more information, call 540-446-5107. Or you can reach me at charlotte at blackexpatsinpanama.net. I love you, I love you, I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Welcome back to Dr. Essie Speaks Education, your award-winning podcast host, Dr. Essie McCoy. Again, my special guest is Dr. David Julius Ford. He is such a knowledgeable individual who is making a tremendous difference, such a well-respected professional. Congratulations on all of your success, and I know that my listeners will benefit greatly from our conversation today. Welcome to my show. Thank you for being my special guest, and tell us, how are you doing? Dr. McCord, thank you so much for this opportunity. This morning, the sun is out and I'm on this side of the dirt. And as we, as the old folks say, I'm glad to be seen and not viewed. Amen. I can say amen and amen to that. And I am so delighted to have you. You know, when I was reading your bio, I thought, oh my goodness, all these associations and all these great things that you have done, you are just amazing. And so tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and some of the projects and things you've been involved in lately. Um, So, you know, um, academia is my bread and butter. And um, and I'll talk later about this, but this this wasn't my original um, career trajectory. But now that I'm in academia and, and, and teaching in a professional counseling program and training students to be culturally inclusive counselors, um, a lot of my work has been making sure that my students don't get out to the field and do damage to their clients that are coming from marginalized and historically mar- minoritized communities. Um, counseling is a white organization. And we got to break up the whiteness of, of our profession because our clients are becoming more and more um, diverse. 
And so a lot of my work also is, is, is making the counseling profession not as white um, and, and, and ensuring that those that are teaching our students don't look as white. And so um, I'm working on this project right now with some of my colleagues about, you know, why do black people go into the counseling profession? Um, and to help bring more black into the profession and make the profession more inclusive and welcoming for non-white um, counselors. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm all about supporting my people and making sure that, that, that the spaces that we're in are supportive and welcoming because we haven't, we, we don't really see that very often. And, um, and you, utilizing the, the gifts that God has given me and the privileges that I enjoy to make sure that I change the, the spaces that I'm in to make sure that there are more people like me. Well, definitely you are changing the spaces. You're making a difference. And, you know, I love the fact that you talked about the diversity because we do need uh, more diversity in different spaces and places. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for so long, we as a people sometimes have this misperception about counseling and mental health. Just touch on that just a little bit, especially amongst the African-American community. Oh, yes. I mean, and, 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 and that stigma is rightly earned. Because, you know, just, just to put it bluntly, that, that stigma that, that our community has against the, the medical and mental health community is, is earned, and rightly so, because medical and mental health professionals have really done a number on our community. I mean, they, they, they assume that we can, with, we, we can withstand pain, so they withhold life-saving treatment for us. Um, their biases come through in how they treat us. They, they, they're, they're, they're not as, they don't show as much empathy for us. Um, most of the professionals are white or the ones that aren't white are whitewashed. And so um, that stigma happens and, and because of the historical treatment that we've received. Second of all, like I said, there aren't that many professionals that look like us. Third, um, you know, the, the Black church is the cornerstone of the Black community still. And a lot of times there, there is some damage there. And, you know, pastors have talked against seeking counseling. They say, well, you know, just pray that spirit away. You can pray it away. Your faith isn't strong enough. And that's the message that they receive. And so they actually talk against going to see a licensed mental health professional. Um, then the, the premise that, you know, you know, what goes on in here stays in here. And then we minimize mental health and make a joke out of it. You know, we talk about that quote unquote crazy uncle that 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 we have. And 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 when they, someone says they go on to go seek help, we we demonize that person and and make fun of that. And so we tend to um, minimize and make fun of mental health and seeking mental health treatment. You are exactly right, and you know you're bringing so many points to light. And definitely, I hope that we have the concept and the notion that when we know better, we do better. And so definitely yes. for that. And so you mentioned that you know that wasn't necessarily your path, what you're doing now. So how did you get inspired by doing this, and how did you get started on this journey? Um. All right. So. Um, I finished college at Wake Forest University and, and I loved my undergraduate experience. And um, I loved it to the point where my GPA was not that great. 
when I graduated and my undergraduate degree in psychology, you really can't do anything with that. And so I did a whole bunch of odd jobs um, from 98 when I graduated till 2007, when I was given this position at Winston-Salem State University working in res life. I was a live-in assistant hall director and I found my niche, Dr. McCoy. You know, you and I met when I was subbing for the, um, for the school system and you were a principal. And, you know, I really liked that, but that wasn't really what I wanted to do because I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And when I got the job at Winston-Salem State, I said, you know what, working with college students, this is it for me. I love it. I had a chance to really get to know the students, um, to learn more about student affairs and student development theory. Um, and um, I really wanted to move up in student affairs. Eventually, I wanted to be a, a dean of students and then in my career as a vice president for student affairs. And so I knew that I had to get my master's. And I said, what am I going to do? Um, a couple of my colleagues had gone back to Wake um, to get their master's in counseling. And at the time, the counseling program was fully funded for all of its students. I said, I can get a master's degree for free? Oh my goodness, let me sign up. I was, but I was worried because of my GPA. Um, I did really well on the GRE, had good work experience, so I ended up getting into the program. And here I am learning how to be a counselor. And um, that really just opened my eyes to um, a lot of things. Um, and then once I got the call from the late great Dr. Samuel Gladding, who was the department chair, I said, you know what? This is, I'm not going to stop here. I'm going to go in and get my doctorate. And um, people like my fraternity brother, Dr. Maurice Allen, who um, also has his PhD in counselor ed, was administrator at Winston-Salem State. And he served as, as, as a really big influence on me. Um, my fraternity brother, Dr. Derek Boone, um, was another big influence on me. Um, he's, he's faculty in the business school at Wake Forest. And looking at those two strong black men, you know, that was, they were my inspiration to go get my doctorate. I got to also pay homage to um, my, my, my pastor that, that helped to raise me, uh, Reverend Dr. Joy J. Johnson, God rest his soul, um, who was the first black man that I knew that had a doctorate. Um, and, and, and I got to say that those three strong black men, even though Dr. Johnson was in the wrong fraternity, um, inspired <laughs> me. Um, and I said, I'm going to go get my doctorate. And I looked at a lot of doctoral programs, looked at PhDs in, in higher ed administration, um, PhDs in counselor ed. And I centered on counselor ed because, you know, it, it, it's a program that, that expounds upon the knowledge that I had as a counselor and that teaches you how to teach. I said, I can, you know, I can adjunct. I'm going to go ahead and get my license when I'm done. And, um, got into my doc program and it was fully funded by a graduate teaching assistantship. And I got a, the chance to be an instructor for undergraduate courses. I was the instructor of record, not assisting someone else in teaching. I was the main professor. And Dr. McCord just opened my eyes because you know I wanted to be a teacher at one time. And here I am teaching college and they handed me a book and a syllabus. And these students that were hungry for knowledge and they were my students and I was standing in front of them teaching, delivering content, creating exams, um, handling student issues, you know, um, creating my own um, um, assignments and projects. And that totally changed my paradigm. 
it, it, it reoriented my thinking about my career. And I said, you know, I like this teaching stuff. And then I did my practicum. I did two practicum, actually. I did one where I was actually providing counseling services. And I loved that. I loved providing clinical supervision to the, to the master students. And that was just like life-changing. My second practicum, my special practicum was shadowing the dean of students. And I said, you know what? This administrative stuff is for the birds. And I decided to look at academic positions and, and look for tenure track positions in counselor education. And I got my first teaching position right after I graduated at James Madison University. And the rest is history. Here I am in Monmouth, you know, and, and, and I'm waiting to, to get the decision about my tenure packet. And it's, it's, it's been a, a, a really good ride for me with, with being open to the possibilities of what I can do with my degree and where my career is going to go. Well, definitely you have a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience. And you know, what is so amazing is how we sometimes can start one way, but we end up in a different direction. And yes. you know, I tell people all the time that you just keep moving forward because you never know where your journey is going to take you. Mm -hmm. It will take you to your destination. And it sounds like you're just working in your passion. And so we can hear it. And definitely, I appreciate that. So I know you've had some challenges along the way. Tell us about some challenges you have faced and how you've overcome. I've learned that no matter how much education I get, they're going to see me as a Black man. And my education does not shield me from racism. And so one of the challenges that I faced is dealing with, with racism um, and being a queer black man and dealing with the you know, homophobia that happens too. Um, and, and, and going into spaces where they want someone from a diverse background, but they really don't want to, they want you to conform. And I'm not that type of individual. I say I'm black all day, every day. And I'm the one that's gonna, gonna remind you that I'm black. And my identities as a, as, as a queer man of color, a black man, as a Southern queer black man, who is also a Baptist, that all comes out and you, and you gotta take me for who I am. And the, the, the challenge has been being my, my authentic self and still navigating these spaces. And I have resolved that in that. if. You know, the not all spaces deserve my authentic self. And I'm going to be me regardless. And if this space is not where it's not, it's not want me to be here, then I can go find another space that's going to want me to be there. And that's been, and that has happened to me before. And I'm, I'm at a space now where I can be my authentic self. Mama isn't perfect, but it's a good spot for me and my development. So that's been a challenge for me. Another challenge for me, and I was talking about this this morning, you know, not all skin folk are kin folk. And I realized that not every Black person that I meet is going to be for me either. And that's been the most um, disheartening revelation in my career, um, that there are folks that look like me that not, aren't necessarily um, for me. Um, and that's been a, a really big challenge. And then another challenge is me getting out of my own way, Dr. McCoy. Um, sometimes I can get in my own way. We, that's, we all do that. And um, I let, sometimes I let the imposter syndrome 
um, stop me from, from doing things. And I have to have, really have to check myself. And so, you know, as a counselor, as a licensed counselor that provides therapy and teaches students how to, how to counsel and providing clinical supervision, I also have my own therapist. And for me, that's been life-changing and, and being, being in my own therapy and helping me to navigate those disappointments from white America, from black America, and from myself. Well, you know what? To be all that you are and all that you've shared, you have to be strong. You have to be grounded. Definitely, you have to know who you are and operate in your own space, as you so nicely put it. So tell us about some of your greatest successes. Um, you know what? My, um, my grandmother got restored. My grandmother raised me, my dad's mom. And one thing she used to say is, be who you is. She never got any higher than the eighth grade, you know, but she was very wise. Um, and she could cook. Oh my goodness, why I'm big now. Um, <laughs> but um, she would say, be who you is. And one of my biggest accomplishments is being myself and, and, and being authentic. And, um, and, and, and I pay homage to her and all of my ancestors because they have made me who I am right now. Um, another success is, I would say, Getting a PhD, that, that, was, that was no small feat. And being the first Black man to get a PhD in my program, um, that, to me, that was no small feat. Um, being the first Black man to be president of the New Jersey Counseling Association. Um, you know, and, and those are all accomplishments. I would say another accomplishment is staying sane and saved in this world that will try you and try your sanity and try to make you act unsaved. So I, 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 thank, I thank God for that too. So that's an accomplishment. And just be, being where I am um, and being who I am and, and having the networks that I have. And, you know, and then having spaces like this, Dr. McCoy, and I appreciate you for spaces like this. So to me, that's an accomplishment for you reaching out to me and thinking that I would, you know, be fitting for a space like this. Well, you know what? I can tell you, you mentioned the PhD is a lot of work. Definitely, I have my EDD. And I tell people all the time, if I would have known at the end of that journey how much work it would have been, I do not know if I would have started on that path. Right. Um, <laughs> because it is a lot of work. Um, and mm -hmm. you have to be very disciplined. You have to be very goal oriented and um, congratulations to you. And you've Thank done you. so many wonderful things and you've impacted so many in so many places and so many spaces. And you talked about being yourself and being authentic. And I do know that about you. And so how do you feel that you're gonna continue to help people? Um, I, I, I have to use my voice. I always say, you know what, I'm in this space, but I always have one foot in the door open and I have a string tied around me pulling others behind me because so as I go forward you're coming with me and I got this door open to let you in and I want to make sure this space is ready for you I'm going to give you the tools that people other people won't give you to succeed and so for me my job is to mentor to guide to teach and to be an example I got to use my voice. And I realize that, you know, in this space and, and with the positions that I have, 
I do have a voice that people will listen. And I have to use that voice for folks that don't have that voice. I know mm -hmm. that you mentioned, you know, being a mentor, um, guiding people, teaching people, serving as an example, and your voice is powerful. You know, you just keep stepping forward. Um, so Dr. Essie Speaks Educational Consultant is all about sharing resources to help others achieve their goals. What advice, resources uh, would you provide to others, especially young people? I know so many young people who are getting ready to transition from high school, going into post-secondary, um, whatever they want to do. Some are taking a gap year, some are going into the military, some are doing mm -hmm. apprenticeship, internship. Um, some are going to a community college, a four-year college, university. So what would you say to those young people? I'll say this. And, um, and I was actually having this conversation a couple of weeks ago when we did a program with some of the area high schools. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, an old mentor, well, she's not that old, but a mentor of mine from a long time ago when I was in high school, Dr. Letitia Mason, she said, she's also a counselor. She said, wherever you go, make sure you utilize your resources. And that lesson has stuck with me. And so I will say for anybody starting out, don't be afraid to just, you know, talk to people. And say, hey, you know, you know, how'd you get to where you are? And nine times out of ten, you're going to find people that want to sit you down and say, hey, let me talk to you. And I'll tell you, you may find that one person that 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 that, that doesn't want to talk to you, but then you move on to someone else, and then that tells you that you have to be the person that you that you need for other people. Um, make sure your resources don't don't be afraid to reach out, and then. You know, wherever you are, don't be afraid to seek out your own mental health services. You know, that doesn't mean you're weak. That doesn't mean you're crazy. That doesn't even mean you have a diagnosis. But sometimes, you know, talking things out with someone who's there, who's there whose job is to listen and to help you to um, find your voice, talk to them. Um, another resource, you know, I wouldn't have gotten this far without God and, and the church. And to me, that's a resource. Um, my faith is a resource. And um, I, wouldn't have, I, I, I would not be this far without it. Um, your family, your, the ones that support you, you know, is a, is a resource. Um, and even things like, you know, the internet's a resource and career counseling is a resource. I, I would say utilize all those resources to make sure that you are making the right decisions for yourself. Sometimes we get in our own head and we have all this is going on in our head. We have all these goals and aspirations. So sometimes we need someone to, to, to balance these ideas off and then to help us to kind of bring in those ideas. Um, reaching out to people. A lot of times when I was in school, and reading about a lot of the, the, the folks in my textbooks and, and articles, I, re I reached out to them and they were like, hold on, let me, let, let me share this with you. And then I would meet them in person and they would like be so receptive to um, mentoring me, but that came from me reaching out to them. And don't be afraid to reach out to folks. 
And, you know, I just want to mention what you said and sort of reiterate some of those points, because, you know, I tell people all the time, don't be afraid to ask for help. What are they going to say? The only thing they can say is, yes, I can help you and let me provide this resource or no. So just mm -hmm. ask. Um, you mentioned the resources around you. It is amazing how many resources that we do have around us. And sometimes we do not even know, but we just have to talk to people, get to know what is in our own spaces. You yes. talked about mental health services. And, you know, I've had to get over this. When you talked about the taboo and the misperception and God will take care of everything. Yes, he will. But we also have to be wise and use some of the skills that he has given us and some of the resources that he has put in our path in order for us to take care of ourselves. Um, so yeah. definitely the story we create sometimes is really not the story. And so we have to recreate. So thank you for that. And how can listeners get in contact with you? Um. Well, I, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm Dr. David Julius Ford Jr. Um, my Facebook pages, are, I have two of them and they're both uh, filled right now. So Facebook may not be a good way to get in contact with me. Um, my email address is david.4phd at gmail.com. Um, I'm also faculty at Monmouth University, M-O-N-M-O-U-T-H. And so you can contact me there. Um, you know, and I'm really approachable. And I love talking to folks. I love talking about mental health, talking about um, race and ethnicity, um, affectionate orientation, gender identity, gender expression. Um, I do a lot of work with clients who are HIV positive and their career. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty reachable and, and approachable. Awesome. And I just want to say thank you so much for being my special guest today to share with the listeners. You've given them so many key points continue doing the phenomenal things that you're doing and may God continue to bless you and making an impact in your space and in your place. So thank you once again. Thank you. Indeed. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website at www.drscspeaks.com where you can find all the links to my podcast, my social media platform, books, and so much more. Join me each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. for Dr. S.E. Speaks. And as I always say, motivate and inspire others to make their lives better and our world a better place. Exceed, discover, recover, and release. Thank you.